Welcome to Beyond the Nest, University of Minnesota Rochester's alumni podcast. I'm Marco Lands, UMR Director of Alumni and Development Relationships. Beyond the Nest highlights Raptor alumni, their work, and lessons learned along the way. In this episode, UMR Director of Career Development and Community Engagement, Jenny Casper, sits down with 2014 alumna Nicole Vang. Currently, Nicole works at Medtronic as a clinical safety coordinator and brings a wealth of experience from teaching English in South Korea to interning in the Obama White House. Hi, Nicole. I'm really looking forward to talking with you today. Thanks so much for participating in the UMR Beyond the Nest podcast series. I thought we could start by having you share a bit about yourself. My name is Delunia Nicole Bang. I graduated back in 2014. I currently work at Medtronic and I work as a clinical safety coordinator and what I do at work is I make sure that all of our clinical trials are following FDA regulations and I make sure that we are following all of our safety practice protocols, all of our documents are up to date, they're all approved in the correct order and I manage the data for about 12 studies. But overall, at Medtronic, we have over 500 studies that are taking place. I just handle 12, but we have a pretty big team and like other folks that work with me that handle a couple other studies too. I think it's a really cool gig. I, I get to know all the new studies that are taking place, all the new therapies or new devices that are being developed to help better folks' lives into healthcare. I absolutely enjoy what I do. That's great to hear. I was thinking as you were sharing about the technology, and if there's one thing this year has taught us, technology is evolving so rapidly. I have to ask, given that you shared all of those studies, 500 and some, is there an innovative technology or even a study that you've been a part of analyzing that has a particular product attached to it or an innovation that you think is pretty unique or exciting? I currently work on one right now. There's some folks who kind of live by themselves and they might not be able to get to the phone right away or they or whatever and so they go to the so a clinic or one of our trials and we implant small chips into their shoulder and it actually helps to collect the data of your heart and your heart rate and everything and let's just say that you went in and you have chronic heart failure and you had a history of it what it does is it tracks your heart rhythm and if there's any spikes or anything that seems like it's abnormal it sends your information directly to your primary care provider to let them know and it notifies them and you don't even have to make an appointment or call or anything it just sends the information and then your doctor gets to view it from the clinic and then they can they'll call you and set up an appointment or something like that if they see that abnormal and they feel like you need to come in to have an EKG done or if you need to like do a checkup or something I think that's a super unique tool that we're in the clinical trial phase of right now. It's hard to even believe and hard to fathom what the future will bring in medicine and in technologies related to healthcare as well. I know your professional journey has altered along the way. You've done some different things, talked about doing some different things. I remember at one point you were thinking osteopathic school. At one point you were talking about taking the LSAT to pursue law. How have your plans shifted along the way and led you to where you are today? You know, they always ask the question like, oh, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I honestly think I'm still trying to figure that out. As you mentioned, like I, you know, was looking at osteopathic, was looking at law school. I've kind of been all over the place, but I know that healthcare is where I want to be. So I think that everything that I have done so far has really, so it's brought me to Medtronic. So first off, you know, I graduated at UMR and then I went to work as a medical scribe for about a year after I graduated. 
And then I saw that the doctor lifestyle was a fit for me. I'm a very family-oriented person and I like to make sure I attend all my family birthdays and that kind of stuff. And when I was working as a medical scribe, I just kind of saw that the doctor I worked with, he had three little girls and it wasn't his fault or anything. Patients come in late and he still wants to make sure he can see them. And then like his time schedule gets pushed back and then he would end up being a little bit like fully late to his daughter's dance recitals or whatever. And then that's not something I want to miss. Like I want to be there for the milestones of my kids and stuff. I decided against medical school and then was, I still want to be in healthcare. So then I went and pursued my master's in healthcare administration because my family is very business oriented. So we have a lot of small businesses and the parents have started. And so I was kind of like, well, you know, business is in my genes. And if I work in healthcare, I can work on the business side and on the back end and everything. And so that's why I got my master's in healthcare. And while I was doing my master's, I still wanted to travel. And I was still kind of like, oh, I don't really know what I'm even gonna do after I get done with my master's. Then I went to Korea and I taught English in Korea. And then I studied their healthcare there. And after that, I came back. And then I was kind of like, okay, well, I want to be in healthcare, but I want to be in a world of healthcare where I get to travel to different areas and everything. And so then I said, why not apply for a job in Medtronic because it's a global company. I just got really lucky and I applied for a job there and then I got hired on. I didn't even know that the team that I was applying for was actually a global team. But then I found out that we have a global team. We have a team like in Japan, a team in China, a team in Europe, and then we have a team here in the US. And it's just really cool because if I ever wanted to do a six month stint in our Japan team, I could easily talk to my manager and we could totally make that happen. And then I would get to go to Japan and work with our Japan team. Or if I wanted to go to China, then I could go work with our China team. And that's kind of like where I am now. And it just kind of like brought me here. I never knew I was actually going to go into like medical device where I was going to be right now. But I think like everything that I have done is what brought me to where I am now. I think it is definitely more than luck that has gotten you to where you are today. <laughs> so many great skills and experiences that you bring to the table. I recall too that uh, you had spent a little time with Blue Cross Blue Shield. Oh yes. While I was working as a medical scribe, I got a part-time gig at Blue Cross and Blue Shield because I still wasn't really sure where I wanted to be. I just had a couple contacts who were working at Blue Cross and Blue Shield. So then I worked there for a little bit and I worked in their third party liabilities. I got to learn a lot about how health insurance works and who kind of covers what. And third party liability, when you have car insurance, like if you get into a car accident, does your health insurance cover your medical costs or does the car insurance cover your medical costs? And then if it's the car insurance, how much does the car insurance cover before your health care insurance gets pulled in? I was working there for a while like that and then Blue Cross was just kind of going through a really big change and I didn't really enjoy the new structure that was going on there. And I didn't stick with my job there, but my supervisor who I was working under was getting moved to a new department and she wasn't able to bring along a lot of us with her and so I kind of like, all right, well I think I need to try something new. I should say I worked there before I pursued a master's. I quit there and then I was like, all right, well, maybe I should go and get my master's degree now since I'm not really sure what I wanted. 
But I want to say it's a sweet place to work at. They have a beautiful office building. The benefits there are really great. And everybody who works there is really nice. I think about Blue Cross Blue Shield and Medtronic. You spent some time with some of the leading healthcare employers in the state of Minnesota. I'm curious, you know, how does an organization's culture or values or some of the things you've already touched on, how do they really impact your choice to be a part of their team? I'm a very big people person and I'm very outgoing. And every time when I am interviewing for a company to work for, one of the questions I always ask them is, what's your work culture like? And what's your management style like? Because I'm the type of person who want to get along with everybody on my team. And I'm very interested in that. And I'm also interested in a company that encourages their employees to move up and manage. They provide you those opportunities for leadership development or management development, or even if you're interested in pursuing another degree, the company will support that. When I first worked at Blue Cross, they had such a welcoming presence. As soon as I walked in there, their security person knew me. It's as if they had already had a profile on me. When I walked in and they were kind of like, oh, we know that you are a new hire for this department. Do you have any questions? Blah, 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 blah. So it's really welcoming. And I also love the type of leaders who want to bring me along for the ride. I like those type of managers who are always looking out for the people who are working under them. My current manager is awesome. She's always looking for opportunities for me. She's always putting my name in for new skills or new projects that she believes that I will excel in. Those are kind of the things I look for when I'm applying for a company. And I want to ask a little bit more about that. So it sounds like you have this amazing supervisor in your current role. What are the experiences or the things you're learning from her that you think you will take with you as maybe you're in a future role similar to hers or leading teams in the future? One of the big things with her is she understands that in life, you really need to be able to balance work life and your family or all that kind of stuff. I think one thing I really like about that is she's very understanding if randomly throughout the day, if my grandpa had a doctor's appointment and my mom was supposed to take my grandpa, but then maybe something happened and my mom's um, small business has taken my mom a little bit longer and my mom can't take my grandpa anymore to the doctor's, I can easily just message my boss and just be like, hey, I'm going to step out for an hour. I have to take my grandpa to the doctor's and I'll be back. And she's very understanding of that. That's one of the biggest things. Because my grandparents are old now and my siblings are like, well, we're all busy. But I kind of have the most flexible job where my boss is very understanding of families or personal situations. And she's very understanding of that. That's one thing I would really like to carry on from her is that understanding and like empathizing with the people that I manage in the future, understanding of their family with situations or of any personal situations that have come up. I also want to take from her the fact that she's really good at like just checking in to make sure that I'm not overwhelmed with work and just checking in to see how my life is or if there's any issues going on or that kind of stuff. Yeah, it does seem like those skills will be so important. The more we blend our personal and professional lives together, especially now in the virtual world and beyond. So no, it's really great to hear what you shared. It'll be exciting to see your future growth too and how you're implementing some of the things you're learning as well. But I recall you you had mentioned you pursued the master's in healthcare administration and I think that was from Des Moines University. Can you share a little bit about what are some of the key takeaways from that experience and how it's impacted or maybe perhaps will in the future impact your current direction? At Des Moines University, I don't know if the structure's changed a little bit because I know they have like a new president come in. 
for our program when I graduated. But when I was there, it was very based on strategic thinking and implementing process changes and whatnot. Having that focus on my master's degree was really important because healthcare is an industry that is constantly evolving and constantly changing. And so we always need to be ready to adapt to those changes and to change our processes to be able to handle all the new technology changes or all, all the new medical advances and whatnot. I think that's one really big thing because like one thing that I'm constantly doing when I'm working on Medtronic is I'm constantly looking to see what's something we can get in the lean world. It's kind of like what is something that's considered waste. It takes up more time than, than something that's effective for us. I'm constantly looking at ways to improve how we handle our data or how we have to manipulate our data for entering it into the system and whatnot. Or like constantly looking at process improvements for when we have to approve documents or having to develop a new study, looking at the startup phase and figuring out was the startup phase for Apollo, this, like, was it hard and it was complicated? What can we learn from that to make sure that this new study that we're going to be working on can be better when we're doing the startup phase or when we're doing the close phase and, and that kind of stuff. That's one really big thing that I, I gained from my master's degree was looking at process improvement. As Beyond the Nest grows, we want to hear from you. Check the show notes for how to connect and share your UMR journey or email beyondthenest at umn.edu. Now let's get back to Nicole as she talks about what brought her to UMR, advice for current students, and understanding the breadth of opportunities available in healthcare. Sounds like a great learning experience. I have to also ask a little bit about UMR and switching gears to more of your undergrad learning experience. I was just hoping to hear a little bit more about why you chose UMR in the first place. I was going to the chiropractor doctor here kind of in the cities and I met a girl named Missy and she actually was a student at UMR. While I was talking, you know, getting treatment done at my chiropractor appointment, she was chatting because I had been a senior and been just kind of chatting about, oh, like, what is it that you want to do? Or like, and I was kind of, oh, I'm looking at going to healthcare. So I just kind of figuring out where I want to go and if I want to stay in the state of Minnesota or not. And then she was kind of like, you should check out UMR. That's where I'm going. And it's like not too far from the city and it's going to be far enough from your parents. You can grow up and not be dependent on them. And then she was like, and we're going to be like right next to Mayo Clinic. And who doesn't want to work uh, near or, you know, Mayo Clinic when you're young, want to get into healthcare because it's such an amazing healthcare facility and they do amazing work there. So then I I was like, all right, a couple days later, I made an appointment with UMR and kind of came in toward the school. And the one thing I really liked about it was the fact that it was not a traditional college experience. At UMR, most of our classes really took place at like that little mall that downtown. And I was kind of like, this is so cool. It doesn't feel like I'm at school, but I'm at school. And I get to see all these cool little shops that are around here. And I like the fact that we didn't have a traditional cafeteria. And I like the fact that the school setting wasn't traditional. And I felt like that was really cool. When I walked on campus, I think I got there and I was like, this is where I want to be. And I've always been to kind of a small school. I was in private school all the way through high school and everything too. And I think about the future sort of person. And so I knew that if I wanted to pursue a doctor's degree or any type of healthcare career that I needed a letter of recommendation for, I wanted to be able to, be, to have that connection with my professors. That was another thing. And I just kind of knew this is where I wanted to be and where I wanted to go. And I didn't even apply for any other schools. I only applied to UMR <laughs> for college. 
because I was like, this is exactly where I want to be. So I'm not even going to apply for anywhere else. And I'm going to pray that I get accepted here. And then I got accepted and I was like, all right, this is sweet. And sometimes you just know, I think. I was going to ask a little bit more about that. As you mentioned, there's Mayo Clinic right there as well in Rochester. There's so much centered around healthcare in, in the city of Rochester as well. What experiences did you partake in while at UMR that you think were helpful to finding your way to where you are now? And that couldn't be part of your capstone or not part of your capstone, just in general, the whole time. When I was there, I volunteered at the Ron McDonald House and I volunteered at the Gift of Life Transplant House. I did a lot of administrative work for them as a volunteer, and I always at the back of my mind, and I probably try to fight it. I was like, oh, I'm going to UMR because I want to be a doctor. And everybody who was going to UMR at that time, that's what we wanted to be at the end of the day. Like, we all wanted to be doctors, nurses, or we wanted to be some type of physician, whatever, in the medical field. I volunteered at those places because I wanted to be exposed to patients and families that were coming to be seen at Mayo Clinic and all that stuff. But always working as an administrative volunteer was kind of what brought me back to where I am now. I'm not immediately working in a hospital, but then here I am working on the business side of healthcare. I think that's something that I was always destined for because I didn't volunteer at Mayo or where I could get direct patient care contact, but then I was volunteering at these organizations that were helping most family members that were going to be seen at Mayo or at uh, St. Mary's or that kind of stuff. So I volunteered at those places, met really awesome people. And I still keep in contact with like, my managers there, actually. Always checking in to see how they're doing and whatnot. I couldn't ask for anything better. You know, Rochester itself just has a lot of opportunities for you to volunteer. That's kind of what I did mostly. I did that. I spent a lot of time volunteering. I also work part-time as a waitress in Rochester and I met a lot of physicians who would come to me at the restaurant too and got to experience that kind of interactions with them too. Sounds like a great sounding board or resource to gather advice from. I actually was curious from your perspective, what advice would you give for a UMR student who might be a bit apprehensive about having a mentor or that professional networking piece? Don't be afraid to ask a professor out for coffee so you can get to know them more personally or don't be afraid to speak to a professor. One thing about UMR is because we have to just ask, you get the time to get to know your professors, get to know them as much as you can because you're going to be asking them for a letter of recommendation or you want to have these people in your, in your future because they can help you. They're your connection. Come back if you want to maybe come back to work at UMR or you wanted to come back and work in Rochester in general. They also have their own network and they're able to help you in those things. The best thing I can say is don't be afraid to approach a professor to, and ask them to be your mentor. The worst thing they can say is I'm busy and maybe then ask them if they can suggest another person. Who can be. That's great advice. I was thinking a little about your capstone specifically, and it just really stood out to me. It was such a unique experience. Do you want to talk a little bit about your internship in Washington, D.C.? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I want to say this was like one of the big turning points in my professional career choices or whatever I wanted to do. So, like I said, I went to UMR wanting to be something in healthcare. And then for some crazy reason, I applied for an internship at the White House in Washington, D.C. And obviously, 
I kind of have a rough year at UMR, going into my sophomore year at UMR, just dealing with some family stuff. And then I was also struggling a little bit in my classes. I was taking those classes and I just was struggling and I was like, maybe healthcare isn't for me, so I need to try something new. And so I was like, all right, I'm just looking up internships on the internet and then came across the White House internship. I applied for the White House internship and I interned there for the summer. I guess I had done such an awesome job there and had gotten so close to my supervisors that when I completed my summer internship, they asked me to come back to see if I could come back and continue the internship. And then I came back to UMR and I reached out to my advisor then. And I said, hey, I know that I'm gonna be entering into my senior slash senior year. And I'm wondering if I can do an internship at the White House as my capstone. And the really cool thing about the internship that I entered at the White House was that they had a portfolio for healthcare and they had a portfolio for community service and a portfolio for higher education and immigration, economics and business. Being in healthcare, I was able to focus my capstone and my internship on the healthcare side of the internship that I was doing at the White House. And so then my capstone was focused on bridging the healthcare disparities within Asian American communities in the United States. And so it was working on ways that we could help better educate Asian communities on why health insurance is important or why going to get preventative checkups are important and all that kind of work. Because in the Asian community, Western medicine is something that they don't necessarily trust and they still would rather pursue their own traditional medicines and their own traditional healthcare ways. Even now, my own dad won't really go to the doctors to get his routine yearly checkup or something because he's kind of like, well, you can't trust Western medicine. We can only trust our traditional herbal medicines and that kind of stuff. How can we bridge that and how can we better educate our Asian communities about why Western medicine is something important? That's what I did for my capstone. And it was awesome because at that time, President Obama was launching his Affordable Care Act platform. I got to work with the Korean community and got to work with some higher folks who were in the U.S. Department of Health. What we did was we recorded them speaking in Korean so that we could release like a mini Google series to the communities so that they would be able to understand the importance of health insurance, healthcare, and the importance of going into their like preventative care visits and that kind of stuff. We ended up doing like a mini series that included Korean, Chinese, Filipinos, Hmong, Lao, and Vietnamese populations. It was really cool because we got to reach out to their professional TV network and got them to make release the videos of the information and then we got to get them published in their own newspaper outlets and that kind of stuff. So it was really awesome. And then we even got some Asian celebrities to speak up about it too. And so it was a really cool experience. Absolutely. And you bring such great perspective to the work. I think it's really energizing to hear. I know we've talked for a little bit now. I wanted to ask you one last question for the session this afternoon. I was curious, what didn't you know when you were a student at UMR that you wish you would have known or just some general advice you'd like to share with current or future UMR students? One thing I would really say is that healthcare is so big. So don't have such a narrow vision like I did where I only wanted to be a doctor. I wish that when I was an undergrad, I had explored other areas of healthcare. 
there's more than just being a doctor. You can go into the business side, like how I am. You can go into research. You can go into healthcare, IT, security. There's just so many different jobs that are in healthcare that you should explore. And don't limit yourself to only pursuing that one career, like going to be a doctor, because that's what I did. And I think that's what really had me struggling at the end, because after I finished my internship with the White House, I was like, what? There's other jobs in the world that I could be doing that are also impacting people's lives. I feel like when I was going to UMR, I wanted to be a doctor because I wanted to impact people's lives. I wanted to make their lives healthier, their lives better. And there's more than one way of doing that. And if you have to understand that there is that. And another advice I would like to give is don't ever say no to an opportunity that comes up to you. I think there was a couple of times when something would come up for me and I would be like, oh no, because I want to be a doctor. But you never know where those opportunities are going to take you. And so if an opportunity comes up and it's like completely different than what it is that you are pursuing, don't say no to it because you don't know where it's going to take you. Really great advice, Nicole. Thank you so much. It was really nice connecting with you today. Yes, definitely. I love UMAR because it's such a unique experience. It's not going to be like any other experience you ever had when it comes to college. Thank you for listening to Beyond the Nest. As UMR alumni flourish, stories like Nicole's showcase the endless possibilities and avenues of opportunity across the healthcare spectrum. Tune in next time for a lively conversation with UMR senior success coach Jen Hook and 2017 alumna Nitya Chandirmani.